everybody, it is Marcus Allen. It's Thursday, August 11th, 2022 at 7.43 in the p.m. here in beautiful Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And this is the Marcus Allen Show. Let's skip the fluff and get right to the good stuff. I just got back from Whole Foods and it was very exciting to see this because last week when I went to Whole Foods, I get very little stuff at Whole Foods. They were all wearing a mask, the customers. The, most of the employees there, I guess they're forced to wear a mask, but most of the customers are wearing a mask. In fact, before I show you this, let's go to here, philly.com. <laughs> I'm reading this right now. Philly sex workers finally have access to the monkey pox vaccine. Oh, thank God for that. Sex workers in the city are now eligible to receive the monkey pox, pox vaccine. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health said a relief for people at high risk of catching the virus. Oh, the propaganda is thick. Anyway, the reason I come to Philadelphia Inquirer is I always go down to the bottom and I go for this. I want to see what the latest nonsense is right here. Isn't that interesting? So all throughout the spring into the summer, around uh, the uh, maybe the end of July, boom, the monkeypox, the state of the pandemic, the monkeypox COVID-19 level jumps up and then levels off and now it's back down to where it was, oh, four or five months ago. So that didn't last too long. But what's interesting is the reason I took off last Thursday is because I had COVID. Yes, me, I have COVID. The one who says there's no such thing as COVID, I admit I had COVID last week. So that was the good news was that the people at Whole Foods are maybe waking up or maybe I just got there at the right time. There was literally one customer who wore a mask. Everyone else was mask free. Fantastic to see. So what is this? COVID that I had. Well, a lot of people I know had COVID. And what's COVID? Well, according to the American Medical Association Encyclopedia of Disease from 1989, by the way, I'm going to have a link to this. I always have links in my companion notes. I invite you to come to escapethenewnormal.com and then click on the Marcus Allen Show and then look for the title that goes something like These Wars on Humans is Getting Old. Is it is or are humans? Let me see if my public school education is filling me in right here. The war, these wars on humans. I think it is getting old. If it's R, then there's going to be a typo. Just deal with it. So if you go to click on these wars on humans is getting old, I will have a link to what I'm showing you right now. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching the behind the scenes show on video, you see what's going on here. And look at this, again, from the American Medical Association Encyclopedia of Disease from 1989, page 1051, coronavirus is the common cold. And yes, I had the sniffles last week, a little bit of a sore throat too. I'm back in action, about 99% right now. I'm sure I'll be slurping up some phlegm. Don't mind that, just ignore it. it it's it's going to be okay. I know it's disgusting. It's fine. Everything's going to be okay. So yes, that is the common cold. And actually what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a link to, you can get, actually get this book on Amazon. And the reason I wanna show you that is because apparently this is a very hard book to get a hold of. Maybe it's because everyone's finding out that it's the common cold. So if we go, okay, so there's that. And of course my, my note system isn't copying. I might have to go back to old fashioned. By the way, I got a new computer. Here it is. I'm on the new MacBook Pro 13 inch. It is remarkable. I got this MacBook Pro because it has the touch bar. If you're, by the way, if you're not into Mac or Apple stuff, just go away for a couple seconds. I, I got the dreaded touch bar. Oh, the touch bar, it sucks. The, the touch bar is amazing. I can't believe it. I, and that was the only reason I got this, this, um, this models for the touch bars. Like if everyone says something is bad, I know it's good for me. And sure enough, this thing is amazing. You can scroll and, and you can uh, scrub through videos. It's very easy to adjust volumes. It's context uh, as per what web page I'm on. So I can scroll through my bookmarks. It's great. 
very happy with it. The only thing I'm not happy about is you have to use dongles. I did get this. In fact, let me put that in the notes. The, what's it called? It's on the side here. The, I think it's Belkin dongle. I'll put it in the notes for later. Dongle. So it has all, you know, I have Ethernet connected into it. So my, my connection is very fast. It doesn't rely on Wi-Fi. It, it powers, it's powered hub, which is cool. It's got USB-A, USB-C. It's got SD card, actually two size SD cards. It's great. Headphone jack, um, HDMI. It's great, but it's a hundred bucks. It's not cheap. And the reason I got the that one is because I've gone through three of these hubs that were like 19 bucks and they break within a month. I'm tired of them breaking. So I spent the big bucks and got the $100 one. Anyway, this Mac is an M2, has the M2 chip. And I got it because they're probably gonna come out with new Macs at the end of the month, the 14 inch, the 16 inch. And you know, this thing is rock solid. I know the MacBook Pro, this is my, uh, the last one I had was from 2015 which is sitting right here, which I'm gonna give to my wife once I replace the battery, which swelled, so it rocks. That's why you always heard that when I was doing audios is because the damn computer battery swelled and made it so that the bottom case swelled and then it rocked. That's why you heard that noise. But this thing, it's flat as can be. So very happy with this so far. Uh, and the software is rock solid. It's, it's great, fantastic. Okay, yes, yeah, so here on Amazon, you can see that this book is $58.51. Pretty pricey for something from, oh, 1989. And you can get them new, it's not like they're only used. And then, let me go to here, the American Medical Association Encyclopedia of Medicine Google Books. Yeah, let's go there. And you can see that the preview is unavailable. Clearly, this is censorship and action. Not surprising, that's the world we live in right now. Complete censorship. And that's how I know we're kind of winning. We're winning because they have to censor everything. If they were winning, they wouldn't have to censor a thing. The brainwashing would be bulletproof. Yep, so that's, so I had COVID and I'm over it. And yeah, I mean, I didn't die so far so good. I didn't get myocarditis. I didn't get pericarditis. I didn't have a heart attack playing hockey. I play hockey every day, twice a day, actually. Uh, I didn't break out in any skin condition. I didn't, oh, you know, all the things that are happening right now, which is normal. <laughs> they tell us it's normal that everyone, you know, just happens to be 30 years old and dies of a heart attack statistically virtually impossible, by the way. Most people don't die of a heart attack because the calcium doesn't build up in arteries. Calcium never builds up in veins, by the way, because of pressure, high pressure in the arteries, not in the veins. We'll go over that in a show sometime. Yeah, so yes, I got the COVID. That gets into the whole terrain theory versus the germ theory. I'm going to do a whole show about that. I might do it next week. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I'm still a believer that viruses do not exist as far as passing disease from one species to another. I still believe that viruses are like firefighters for your body. Now, firefighters could be the arsonist, could be the ones that are setting off the fires, or they can be the ones that come to the rescue of the fire. I'm of the latter. I believe that if there are such things as viruses, and that's... I don't. It's possible there is no such thing. But it, um, there has absolutely never been isolation. They call it isolation. There's never been proof that someone took a sick person, removed the virus from the sick person, cultured it, and then got a healthy person and then inserted the virus into the healthy person and made that person sick. Never in the history of history has that happened. I'm waiting to see someone can prove that. Until then, I'm still on the bandwagon that, let me make this brighter, that why does the Mac do that? Every Mac I've had, it always tries to, even though I have the settings, so that I want it full blast, high, 
screen value, it always goes down. If someone knows what that is, let me know. Hit me up, contact me, I'd appreciate it. I had to turn that off. I want it full blast brightness all the time. I don't care about the battery, I'm always plugged in. Hmm. Now I forget what I was talking about. I always interrupt myself. Sound like Jeff Berwick. What was I talking about? And then I'm supposed to say, oh yeah. Virus, yeah, viruses, yeah. Still not on the camp that you can, they're, they're contagious. Now what's interesting, and I actually had a really good conversation. Man, I'm going to get all, all over the place this week. I had a great conversation with a guy who sold me new AT&T mobile service for my wife's phone and watch. Shout out to Brandon, the manager in Fruitville Pike, AT&T in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And we, I think we had a three-hour conversation about truth stuff. And he was receptive to most of it, but there were certain things that he wouldn't go there. And I think the whole virus thing was not was was one of those you can't go there but he was respectful very respectful and he was awesome and he's the kind of guy that i would love to talk to bring the microphones and have a conversation with it was great yeah so that was covid and like i said i've heard all kinds of podcast people who stopped doing podcasts last week because they had some sort of sickness so oh i know it was interesting what's interesting i was telling brandon is that the symptoms of COVID, including losing your taste and smell, are the exact same as electromagnetic poisoning. Now, some would say it's 5G. I don't think it's 5G. But is it possible that they're using some sort of invisible, That when I say they, the bankster government, are they able to make people sick by aiming something at them? We've gone over this before. There's a guy who invented LRAD. Let me put a, a link to LRAD. And I'll show you this video. If you go to the link, you'll see he's able to beam sound to someone wirelessly and targeted. It's only for that person. So why not? Why not make someone sick using microwaves? Why not? I mean, that's the model that I, I go on. I think that's possible. My wife isn't on board with the viruses don't exist because she was until she just retired a school teacher, first grade school teacher. And she would have people from five different families come in with the stomach bug, all having the stomach bug, five different families. And she's like, how do you explain that? And I said, I can't. So to be continued, that is for sure. Next, I was at the Amish natural food store. It's called Miller's Natural Foods. A lot of you probably know about it. For some reason, anytime I mention it, people have been there. It's one of the biggest natural food stores I've ever been in. And something happened for the third time in my life that just was astonishing, which is an Amish-run retail store had a credit and debit card reader. This is the third time I've seen this. The place I get my meat, and I get a lot of meat, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars a week in just meat because that's the diet that I'm on. And then there is a knick-knacky Amish-run retail store that also takes credit debit. And it's funny because the I've been there two day, two times this week and I go to pay with my debit card and she's like, oh, you know, you're going to pay 3.45% extra for the privilege of using the debit card. They clearly don't like the debit card, but they know what's coming. And I'm like, I don't care. That's fine. Charge me 3.5. Even that's illegal, by the way. It's against merchant account service agreements, I think. I'm pretty sure at least when I was in business taking when I was in retail, it was, you couldn't do that. You had to give a cash. I don't even think you can give a cash discount. I, I don't know. Anyway, a lot of people fall for the myths of the Amish. The Amish have electricity. They just generate their own using diesel generators. The Amish have smartphones. It's pretty funny to see. Actually, it's kind of sad. 
because they're they're so amazed by it that they they can't look up anymore. Like we're as English people, we're we're used to it. Although there's still a lot of people who are English who never look away from their phone. But I think people are getting used to it. Not the Amish. Oh, they're just blown away by it. It's hysterical to see. And they have internet. They have their own internet, which is highly censored. They have just everything that you hear about is just not true. They have electric bicycles and scooters. They have better electrical stuff than we have. So anyway, it was pretty fascinating to see the Amish scootering around, taking credit card, <laughs> generating electric. They laugh at us when big storms come through. They're like, we're good. We're cool. Yeah, so there's that. Oh, so I was telling you about Whole Foods. So let me pull this up here. I, I love fancy bottles. I'm a, I guess that's a fetish of mine. Probably one of the better fetishes you can have. And I was at Whole Foods and I just saw this. Why didn't someone think of this a gazillion years ago? It's Mountain Valley, which is one of the highest rating, rated spring waters out there. It doesn't have microplastics in it, apparently. And it's in an aluminum, they don't even call it a, a can, it's an aluminum bottle. And I don't care about the recycling. That's the global warming, climate change nonsense. It's just cool. Let me take a little drink. I was going to save the opening of it where it, like the gas, there must put gas in it. And it like, psh, there it, that's what it sounded like. Just like that. Psh. So it's cool. I really like that bottle. Do you like that bottle? How much is it? What is 12 divided by 18? Is that, that's a dollar 50. Dollar, not too bad. No, I didn't pay a dollar fifty at Whole Paycheck, Whole Foods. I think it was like two sixty. But I'm drinking a lot of water. Read a book about water. I'm going to talk. I do a whole show about. It. I'm going to give you uh, the results of me drinking two and a half liters of water, salted water, every single day. And man, is that a bitch! People who drink a gallon of water a day, I don't know how they do it. I, I just feel like I'm drinking all day long. And it's a good thing I own my own business where I can go to the bathroom whenever I, I need to. <laughs> because, man, oh man. But it's been great. I feel great. I'm sleeping better. All kinds of good stuff. So I'll, I'll give you an update on that sometime in the future. Next. What do we have next in my notes? Oh. I was talking about, I have in my notes, cancer and tooth decay. Is it possible to reverse cancer and reverse tooth decay? So let's go with this one. Let's talk about cancer. I'll never forget seeing this article from something like 13 years ago in the New York Times. And the headline is, Cancers can vanish without treatment, but how? And it basically talks about how it's astonishing. And according to the American Medical Association where data from more than two decades of screening for breast and prostate cancer call the fact that cancer can actually go away on its own. Say it isn't so. Now, I say that sarcastically because I've been saying for years now that cancer is a made-up, scary word that the American Medical Association has come up with to get us to take their drugs. And it's the drugs that cause more sickness and even death, the treatment, than the problem itself. It is my observation that cancer is really metabolic inflation. Uh, inflation. In, that's funny because I'm going to talk about how inflation is nonsense. It's not true. It's metabolic inflammation. In other words, it is our body crying out to us saying, hey, stop what you're doing. If you keep doing this, it's going to kill you. Let me keep reading. The old view is that cancer is a linear process, blah, blah, blah. A cell acquired a mutation, and little by little, it acquired more and more mutations. 
Mutations are not supposed to re- revert spontaneously. Blah, blah, blah. Cancer is a dynamic process, according to Dr. Kramer. At the end of the day, he quotes, I'm not sure how certain I am about this, but I do believe it. The weight of the evidence suggests there is reason to believe. Disappearing tumors are well known in testicular cancer. Dr. Jonathan Epstein at Johns Hopkins also says, it does not happen often, but it happens. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, cancers don't (laughs) routinely go away. And no one is suggesting that patients avoid treatment because of such occasional occurrences. Uh, I am. Now, again, I never give advice, especially not medical advice. I'm just telling you what I tell myself and my family. No, cancers do go away, which is, again, biological inflammation. It goes away when you re, when you get rid of the things that are causing it. What causes body your body to get inflamed? Uh, your environment, your nutrition, your inputs. That includes gases, gases like nitrogen, oxygen. What kind of water do you drink? Do you sleep well? Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking a lot of water? Are you drinking? No. Are you dehydrated? I am certain that dehydration is enemy number one for all diseases. That includes cancer, which is, again, inflammation. Back to the article. But knowing more about how tumors develop and sometimes reverse course might help doctors decide which tumors can be left alone and which need to be treated. That's propaganda bullshit. Cancer cells and precancerous cells are so common that nearly everyone by middle age or old age is riddled with them, said this person. By the way, I don't pronounce people's names anymore because I just, it's not worth it. I'm sure I'm going to offend them. So I just say this person. That was discovered in autopsy studies of people who died of other causes with no idea that they had cancer cells or precancerous cells. Exactly. You don't even know you have it. No problem. Oh, you got to take care of it. Got to get your screening. We got to get under the hood. The earlier a cell is in its path toward an aggressive cancer, researchers say, the more likely it is to reverse course. Uh, So there's your early prevention. By the way, that's what COVID is all about. And again, I might do a show next week or maybe the week after about that. Why is it that it seems like COVID is over? It is not over. We are entering the next phase. The next phase is early treatment, and constant, never-ending health sensors. That's what this is all about. And look, we get that. This is from 2000. Look up here, 2009. They started with the early treatment stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know this is like the third rail. People will swear that someone they know, their family member or friend died because they had cancer. And I'm not disputing that. I'm just disputing the word. They didn't die of cancer. They had, they died of biological inflammation. They ate something. The gases they were near did something to them. They were poisoned. Food poisoning happens all the time. Vegetables. Oh, there's your third rail. Oh, I don't need any vegetables. Well, I try not to. The only vegetable I eat are root vegetables, like potatoes. That's it. Uh, vegetables are horrible. I don't think human. Uh, I don't think humans should be eating vegetables. Fruit, that's not a vegetable. Vegetables are like root, leaves, stems, seeds, especially seeds. Seed oils, horrible for us. Omega sixes. Linoleic acid, Dr. Paul Saladino. I'll put a link to that. Um, Dr. Paul Saladino. All right, it's in the notes. Highly recommending his podcast to listen to when it comes to this. I think Paul and I are the only ones on the planet who are out there who agree with this. Everyone else thinks we're crazy. What? You don't eat vegetables? Why would I want to do that? There's a reason they taste bad. They taste bad because you're not supposed to eat them. They actually emit a chemical. It's like an epoxy. It mixes and it creates 
sour. It's like a skunk. A skunk puts out a bad scent so that you get away from it. Next, tooth decay. So let me read this. This is from Reddit. I love going to Reddit. Is it possible to reverse tooth decay? Sometime in 2003, I was a fully employed guy in my late 20s with medical and dental insurance. I never had a single cavity. But for reasons, various reasons, I had not been to a dentist in three to four years. I finally decided to suck it up and go for a cleaning. And lo and behold, after x-rays and a thorough examination, I was told that I had not one but two small cavities. She pointed out the spots on the x-ray. Despite being a fully grown man, the thought of needles in my gums and drilling out two cavities terrified me to the point where... I put off the appointment numerous times over the next six months. This is me speaking. That is your body and your mind telling you, stay away from these people. By the way, when I say these people, I'm not saying all dentists are bad. My wife's dentist apparently is amazing. In E-Town, Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. I would put a link to them, but I don't want them to get too busy and they won't be able to see my wife. I'll have to think about that. Next. Uh, in the interim, the company I was working for closed shop. I went freelance and lost the dental insurance. The estimated bill for the two cavities was almost 800 bucks. So now I had a really good excuse for delaying. Over the next six years, I started my own company, got married, had two kids, but I never did go back to the dentist. Until last year, that is, when my wife found the original paperwork from 2003, complete with pictures of the two teeth that needed filling and threatened divorce, threatened divorce, if I didn't go back to the dang dentist. So I summed up my nerve, stealing myself for advanced tooth decay. I don't know what stealing myself, I don't know what that means. I guess getting up the chutzpah to get ready for it. Root canals and probably fake teeth and maybe even dentures. Boy, the dentist will love, they're like the doctors. They're just going to scare you like you wouldn't believe. Instead, I was told by my new dentist that my teeth were perfect with zero cavities and not a single issue. I floss and I brush two times a day. And apparently was blessed with genes that let me avoid the dentist for almost a decade at a time. So my questions, is it possible to reverse tooth decay by brushing or eating certain foods? My answer to that is not by brushing, but yes, by eating certain foods, specifically avoiding foods that cause the bacteria that that lays in your mouth. And I'm going to give you a quick solution to that. An ingenious little simple, I've talked about this before. I'll just tell you right now, take a half a cup of water. Preferably something that's like reverse osmosis that doesn't have minerals in it or distilled water. Half a cup of water, quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda, quarter of a teaspoon of 3% hydrogen peroxide. Dump that stuff into the water mix, mix it up, take a little sip of it, brush your teeth with just that. Of course, do that after you brush your teeth regularly. And I don't use toothpaste. I know I'm crazy, right? I think there's no need to to use toothpaste. So what I do is I brush my teeth with just water. Then I take this swishing solution, swish a little bit in my mouth, brush my teeth again. And does it get rid of all the plaque? And that's what we're talking about here, plaque? No, but does it get rid of a lot of the bacteria? Does the bad breath go away? Does your toothbrush stop smelling? If you have a toothbrush that smells really bad, do this and your toothbrush won't smell bad anymore. I was really surprised by that when I started doing this. Oh, maybe six months ago. Back to the Reddit post. Did my original dentist simply make a mistake or were they trying to swindle me by performing unnecessary dental work? All right, let me answer that. I don't think they're swindling you. In fact, I think 99.9% of people would get mad if you didn't say, hey, you really should take care of this. What I get a little janky about is that dentists, if they're being real, should say, hey, listen, because cavities don't happen in three months or six months or a year. So what you can do is if I were the dentist, well, first of all, I wouldn't be a dentist because I wouldn't make any money because I would tell you this. I'd say, listen, let's talk about the foods that are causing this problem. Hint, hint, vegetables sugars, especially processed sugars, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And let's 
take another x-ray. By the way, the x-rays are very light in radioactivity. It's a very quick dose. You don't have to worry about it. Let's take a look at this in six months again and see if it either gets worse or it goes away. Chances are, if you do those things, it's going to go away. That's what your dentist should say. But your dentist makes no money giving that advice. So of course, they're not going to tell you that. Back to the Reddit post. My hunch is that no, it is simply not possible to reverse tooth decay. And that yes, my dentist was trying to swindle me. Well, like I said before, it is absolutely possible to reverse tooth decay. Uh, I saw it with my son. My youngest son had six cavities. And then when he got his root canal, there were no cavities. Let me get some water. I don't edit these podcasts. If you hear of a podcaster and they never sip water and never cough, it's because they edit it out. I'm just keeping it real. This screw top doesn't go on really well. Maybe it's not supposed to. Oh, screw it. Okay. And then finally, I believe this because they found not one, but two cavities. And shortly after they closed for eight months to undergo a giant renovation with new state-of-the-art facilities, this was not some small mom-and-pop dentist, but rather a long-established clinic with multiple dentists, two floors, etc. And then, and again, I'll post a link to this. You can see all the comments. Some people say it's a swindle. The better question is, why would your wife divorce you for neglecting to go to the dentist? That's an excellent question. I always get a second opinion on the case of cavities. That's I think that's excellent advice. Although me, I just don't go to a dentist. Like, why would you do that? Oh, because they can, they can make sure that you're doing well. You know how you know you're not doing well? Do you have sensitivities? Do you have pain? Okay, if you have pain sensitive, then go. But if you're fine, why would you go? I know someone's going to contact me and give me the riot act about that. Okay, that, I'm just telling you what I would do. Similar situation when I was 20, blah, blah, blah. Eight cavities, need a crown. Uh, I got to turn off notifications. So you don't see my private stuff. Good thing there wasn't naked pictures in that notification. I don't think there was. Well, that would be cool if there was. I'll leave it on. Uh, he did not take it. Okay, six months later. Sure, sure enough. No, here we go. Another case of six months later, schedule another cleaning with a different dental practice. Sure enough, no cavities. Now, again, I don't think that there's a conspiracy that the dentists are all in on it. And I don't think they're placing little glitches in the x-rays showing where cavities are. I, I really hope not. I really hope that they don't go to that. I mean, it's possible. But if you go to, if you, by the way, you should always ask for your x-rays. They're yours. You paid for them. Just say, I would like, could you send me, make up some story. Hey, my sister is a dental hygienist. I want her to get a second opinion. But by the way, I'm going to go back to you. I don't, I don't do business with friends and family. That's what I would say. I've done that before. And then they give you the x-rays. They're yours. You paid for them. So I would take those x-rays and then I would go to a second dentist. I would have them do the x-rays. And then I'd say, can you send me the x-rays? And then you just look and, and see if, if that glitch is there, that cavity is there in the x-rays. Now, if one shows... <coughs> Excuse me. If one shows the glitch cavity in the x-ray and the other one doesn't, uh, either the equipment is screwing up or the dentist is purposely putting the glitch in. NPR ran a report with behavioral economist named Dan Ariel who alluded to just sort of thing. It got a huge negative response from the dental community. Oh, gee, I wonder why. I wouldn't say he called them crooks. He was originally trying to understand why people have s such an almost irrational attachment to their dentist and did look at the data from a huge insurance company to see if costs of procedures rose relative to the time, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So yeah, I would recommend, I, I live in the comments, as I always say, fascinating comments. Me, I know for a fact that you can reverse tooth decay. It has happened in my family twice and two different people. Okay, next, the media is at it again. This is great. Watch this. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. 
Where have we seen this before? Sources tell ABC News there's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon-related forums. Sources say there's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon-related forums. Sources also telling ABC News there's been a strong reaction from some extreme groups online, including QAnon and other groups. There's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon-related forums. Including those that were active before January 6th. Including those that were active prior to January 6th. Including those that were active prior to January 6th. Involved in the January 6th insurrections. Including those that were active prior to the January 6th riot. Some have been calling for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence in online forums. And even civil war. This was the top comment on the search on the pro-Trump site, The Donald, last night. Quote, Lock and load with references to a civil war. Talking very violently about civil war. Searches for civil war spikes. They're talking about civil war. Civil war. Civil war. Civil war. Civil war. Civil war. This is the kind of violence that led to the January 6th attack. <laughs> okay, so why, why are they doing this? Why are they, why is the message always the same no matter what? TV station, media station, newspaper, magazine, etc. It's because you have to have the you have to have the propaganda match. It's been carefully written and they test it. They test it in different markets and when it tests well then it rolls out. And they don't count on people like this YouTuber to be able to splice it together and show the obvious. So when you think that in your town they're writing the news, no. The news is written it's known as operation mockingbird let's pull this up here wikipedia operation mockingbird is an alleged large-scale program of the united states central intelligence agency that began in the early years of the cold war and attempted to manipulate domestic american news media organizations for propaganda purposes so now is this really Operation Mockingbird? I don't think so, but it's it's for for basic conspiracy theorists, it's good enough. This actually goes way deeper. Uh, introducing, let me introduce you to a guy named Robert McMahon. Robert McMahon is the managing editor of the Council on Foreign Relations. He's covered foreign affairs since 1990. So that'd be 22 years so far. And this is the guy. This is really where the news comes from. The CFR, the International, the Institute of International Affairs, Royal Institute of International Affairs, I should say, which is Chatham House in jolly old England. It doesn't take many people to write all this news. And that's how you keep it consistent. And the Council on Foreign Relations is very much like the World Economic Forum. The Twitter little videos that they put out, it's almost the same. It's always like this calm music and it's got words that go across and it's just propaganda. That's all it is. Another big player in Operation Mockingbird is the U.S. State Department. Let me pull that up. Right here, Hillary Clinton was running this at one time. I used to think that these politicians were just actors. And I think it goes a little bit beyond that. I think they are actually pretty powerful. Um, I've actually changed my mind on that. I think they're very powerful. Yeah. And then there's, uh, there's tons of Council on Foreign Relations. Here's another example. This is the European Council on Foreign Relations. So it's kind of like a franchise for each country. It just goes on and on and on. Next, speaking of the war on humans, take a look at this. Backyard hens' eggs contain 40 times more lead on average than shop eggs, research finds. I'll just give you the punchline on this one. Basically, they're scaring, and I talked about this maybe a month ago, in my neighborhood, I'm in a townhouse development, and when I used to walk, I no longer walk outside. I walk at Planet Fitness. Love it. Love the treadmill. Anyway, 
when I used to walk around here recently, I would say a third of the homes, we probably have about uh, 70, 80 homes in here, at least 20 homes had uh, either chickens, you know, growing their own vegetables, etc. People are totally falling for this idea that the world is going to come to an end and they have to be completely self-sufficient and they have to, so they've been tricked. I mean, the eggs thing, good, very good. Eggs are very good for you. But this whole, again, the vegetable thing, totally tricked into, into growing their own vegetables. And I think that this is what this is about. They're scaring you because it's the not for you strategy. When they tell you to not do something, people want to do it. It's the same thing that happens when they say they're going to take away your guns. People buy guns. So here it is. Backyard hens contain 40 times more lead. Ooh, those hens are, they're so dangerous. And why is it dangerous? Well, it's because they, ready for this? The study, here we go, right here. We assessed trace metal contamination in backyard chickens and their eggs from garden soils across 55 Sydney homes. Let me repeat the last three words, 55 Sydney homes. So you would think that they did thousands of tests. No, five dozen. It's not even five dozen. It's nothing. That's a totally invalid sample. And were they all, are these Sydney homes near cities? Are they near roads where people are driving, you know, leaded, gas cars or unleaded, who knows what they put in the damn gasoline. Oh, and by the way, is lead bad for us? I've talked about that before. I don't think lead is bad for us. Just like I don't think mercury is bad for us. I know. Did I lose all the audience? It's just critical thinking. What proof is there that the stuff is bad for us? Because the lying media keeps telling us that. Well, when you repeat something, it becomes, when you repeat a lie, it becomes the truth. So the war continues. We got the war on car ownership. Take a look at this. Come on. Copy. There we go. I think I'll play the middle part if I remember right. Oh, and bit shoot. Today, we're going to talk kilometers per hour. That's an absolute joke. Here we go, right here. Tax, new carbon levies, insurance hikes, and of course, significant increases to petrol and diesel prices, which are already well underway this year, you may have noticed, at the petrol pumps. But there are other means of coercing people into giving up their cars. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But first, I want to comment on this article from the Irish Examiner. Public may be urged to film... Listen to this. This is crazy. Reckless motorists under new RSA strategy. I guess it was fortuitous that COVID managed to normalize a culture of snitching and curtain twitching. So the punchline is, I forget where this was at, but they're making the speed limit 30 kilometer, what was it, 30? I don't know if it was miles per hour. It doesn't matter. A lot less. And because of COVID... This government has made it so that if you snitch, you get rewarded. And what's interesting is Sweden, there's a comment down here, Sweden has already adopted a 40 kilometer per hour speed limit in all urban areas. This is the war, the the war on the car continues on. Think about it. You've got bike lanes that are in the way of the roads. You have closing down entire city streets for outdoor dining and play areas in cities. You With COVID, good luck. Try, actually, it just started to ramp up again. I'm starting to see inventory at car dealers. I wonder how long that's going to last. You have part shortages. It's very clear to me that the war continues on. What other war is there? Well, there's a war on home ownership. Take a look at this. And there you have it, the closing bell of the New York Stock Exchange, ending another trading day. The Dow closed the day down about 215 points. And the S&P and NASDAQ also both ended the day 
relatively flat. Of course, a major driver of the markets is the record high inflation rate. The Fed has raised. There is no such thing as inflation affecting purchasing power. Again, they keep repeating the lie. Inflation has nothing to do with why prices go up or down. It is, you could put a thousand times more currency into the economy and no one except for a handful of people would notice. It's purchasing power. Interest rates to try and ease rising prices, but that is pushing some prospective home buyers out of the market. Joining us now is Gina Smilek. She is a Federal Reserve and economy reporter for the New York Times. Welcome to you, Gina. So you wrote about this and you say in the article that you co-wrote for the Times that the rate hike has forced some first-time home buyers to keep renting because they simply can't afford mortgage costs. And you point out that could actually contribute to inflation. Why is that? I have to admit, I dig the look of this chick. And then I snap out of it because I'm like, oh, what? she works for the New York Times. She has to be some woke, lefty, libtard. Uh, but those glasses drive me nuts. So sexy. Right. So rental costs are the primarily important housing number when it comes to the way we calculate inflation in America. So we do all of our housing estimates basically based on how much rent's rising. So the issue here is that we just don't have enough apartments to go around. We are seeing really strong rent increases because of that. And as we see more people sort of stay in that rental pipeline, as opposed to moving into the, the market for owned housing, what we're seeing is a sort of contribution to the, that really, really strong demand for apartments and rented housing. And that's helping to keep rents higher. And as that happens, obviously it's helping to push overall inflation up. And so it's a really tricky problem if you're the federal reserve i don't yeah it's a really tricky problem a manufactured problem problem agitation solution part of the hegelian dialectic mission accomplished you will own nothing and be happy i have that in my notes somewhere hold on let me get it let me get it show stuff happy let me just play that Uh, my damn cursor is in the way. Let me try that again. Hold on. You own nothing and you'll be happy. Right from the World Economic Forum. And yes, this video was deleted. I grabbed it before it got deleted. You're welcome. All right, so there's that. <clears throat> We're winding down the show. We've got the war on cryptocurrency. I think this will be the last one. This is the big one. I've been saying now forever that I want to have nothing to do with cryptocurrency. People get really triggered by that. Uh, if you listen to past shows, you know that's the case. Uh, and this is the big reason I'm triggered by it or concerned about it, because I know what it's about. I know for a fact that the United States government created crypto. I've talked about it in many other shows before. Let me post a link to that. CIA invents crypto that's in the notes Whoop. come on invents crypto and then um that was 10 years after crypto was tested it's called mondex it was tested in five different worldwide cities and Let's talk about the New York Times classified crypto. So the longest running crypto is actually in hidden in plain sight. It's in the classified section of the New York Times. It was invented by two people at Bell Labs, which is intelligence. And you can go, apparently it's still running. You can go get the classified section of the New York Times and see a hash which is basically just a, uh, this random, seemingly random string of letters and numbers. And when you take that hash and you have the public key and you match the two, then you can get the secret code. So they've been doing this forever. And then my, my favorite, which is the Bank of England and Ripple. So let's do this, check this out. Bank of England, Ripple. Ripple Proof of Concept, Bank of England. 
we carried out uh, I gotta say yes to this okay we carried out a proof this is on the bank of freaking England's official website and this is from uh, I gotta turn that because it's gonna get my message they're gonna send naked stuff I know we carried out a proof of concept with Ripple to explore the synchronized movement of two different currencies across two different real-time gross settlement. <laughs> Let me turn this off. I got to I got to shut down the show cuz I know they're going to send naked pictures to me. It's going to be embarrassing. We carried out a proof of concept with Ripple to explore the synchronized movement of two different currencies across two different real-time gross settlement systems linked using Ripple Current Connect. And the interledger protocol, we wanted to demonstrate how this kind of synchronization might lower settlement risk and improve the speed and efficiency of cross-border payments. When was this? 2017. So there's more proof that the government, the banksters, created cryptocurrencies. Anyway, here is the big news. This is frightening. And I've been begging people to answer the question. What happens if the government has a backdoor access or can shut down crypto accounts? How are you going to defend that? And no one gives me an answer and people block me on their telegram groups. And this happened. Uh, hold on. I'm going to respond to this. Can you pause this? I'm recording a show. U.S. blacklisting of Tornado Cash sparks outcry from cryptocurrency industry. Tornado Cash banned over money laundering, but has legitimate uses as a privacy tool. The U.S. Treasury Department blacklisted the virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash on Monday, saying the system has been used to launder more than $7 billion worth of uh, virtual currency since its creation in 2019. Blah, blah, blah. So... The punchline here, just to keep this short, is if you use Tornado Cash to make it so that your crypto was truly anonymous, which it's not. Crypto, it, it just boggles my mind the, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> not hypocrisy. What's that called when you eat a cow, but you think cows are awesome? Cognizant dissonance. The cognizant dissonance that you are using crypto. We were told it was anonymous, but it's on the blockchain and everyone can see it. So you're like, wait a minute. What if I make it so that I do some special software stuff where the people still get the money, but it's anonymous. Imagine that. Anonymous. Like, how crazy of a concept is that? Well, the government doesn't like that. And here we go. As a result of today's action, all property and interest in property of the entity above, Tornado Cash, that is in the United States or in the possession or control of U.S. persons is blocked and must be reported to OFAC, said the announcement. There is $412 million of assets on Tornado Cash. Prices of Tornado's crypto token torn plummeted after the blacklist. Well, yeah, yeah, think. Now, here's the thing. I've seen some people in the crypto space who claim to have privacy coins showing this news and being all gleeful about it. See, see what the government's doing? Well, our, our token or our, our coin never has to worry about this. You want to bet? How much you want to bet on that? Crazy. So, <clears throat> do you remember when the truckers protest truckers protest uh, blocked bank account banks have begun freezing accounts linked to the truck trucker protest this is from newswork newsweek so let me let me uh, put this in the notes boom 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 yeah and how are they able to do how are they able to do this? Well, you can thank 9-11. And I've talked about this before. I'll put that in the notes. 9-11 KYC. 
Part of the Patriarch with 9-11 that came out 45 days or so after 9-11 was the reintroduction of KYC, which stands for Know Your Customer, and AML, which stands for Anti-Money Laundering. And it made it so that banks had to come on board and get all of our personal information when we open accounts, or if we have an account, but we don't have the personal information. That includes social security number, phone number, uh, your latest Comcast bill, your you know cable bill. I'm trying to remember the last time I did KYC. I mean, it was everything, social security number. Uh, you had to look into the camera of your phone and look side to side, treated like a total criminal, even though almost no criminals use trackable currencies. They use cash, they use artwork, they don't really use cryptocurrencies. So it's kind of like my wife, who is a, again, first grade school teacher. She would yell at the entire class, even though it was that one idiot in the front who was causing all the problems. And I, that used to drive me nuts when teachers did that. No. But clearly, they're just using this as an excuse to completely track us, control us, and dominate us. It's very simple. So I have this, the Council on Foreign Relations on the Future of Cryptocurrencies. So again, I'm assuming this is the, because uh, I don't remember this. Cryptocurrencies and the future of money. The increasing popularity of cryptocurrencies poses big challenges for governments, some of which are responding with their own digital currencies. Here are some of the benefits and risks of crypto. So if you watch this, I forget what it is. I'll, again, I'll post it in the notes. It's the Hegelian dialectic problem agitation solution. So they're going to tell you, here are the problems. You have these bad criminals who are passing money illegally, and someone should really do something about that. That's the reaction. And don't you know what? They just happen to have the solution. And what's the solution? KYC, AML, central digital, uh, central bank digital currency known as CBDC. They got this ready to go. And I think it's going to come in about 2026. Again, there you can track this, cbdctracker.org. I'll put that in the notes. Hold the phone. Boom. I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but it's important. Got to repeat the important stuff. And here it is. So the United States is in the green. That's in, they're in the research phase right now. But if you want to see people who already have it, what, what countries already have it launched? Uh, virtually no one. Jamaica. Bahamas. And then if you want to see the countries that are pretty close, that are in the pilot stage, you know, all of Canada. That is France, China, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana. And then if you want to see my heroes, my hero countries, the ones that canceled, it's not too bad of a list. Philippines, Finland, Denmark, Haiti, Ecuador, and Ecuador. I didn't know Ecuador had an island. That's cool. I'll have to look into that. So here's the punchline. The banksters have dealt a super duper major blow to crypto two days ago. This happened two, day ago, two days ago. And of course, no one noticed. They basically seized any Ethereum crypto account that used what's known as a mixer to send anonymous transactions. This effectively turns cryptocurrencies into what I call a poison pill. And I quote, in the past, the OFAC has placed cryptocurrency wallet addresses on its quote, specially designated nationals list, end quote. So now the treasury is targeting the address of smart contracts that enable people to maintain their own personal privacy, according to Peter Van Valkenburg, director of research at Coin Center, a nonprofit cryptocurrency think tank, <clears throat> which is probably controlled opposition, quite frankly, probably working for the banks and pretending to be on our side. And when I say poison pill, like I said before, it's because every Ethereum transaction, which is different than Bitcoin, includes what's known as a smart contract. This means that every Ethereum 
has this logic, this software in it that says, if this happens, then do this. Bitcoin doesn't have that. And when you have this logic in it, then the government can somehow, I don't know how they do it, so I have to look into it, can use that smart contract against us and block us. Um, boom, 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 boom. And uh, that's pretty much it. I talked about Ripple, Ripple Labs. I have a couple more links I'll post down below, but uh, we are exactly at an hour in and I like to end the show at an hour in. So there it is. It is Thursday, August 11th. It is 8.43 in the PM. And what's the solution? I always like to end with the solution. The solution is government bad. Banksters bad. Get out of their system. I've always said that I have one foot in the system and one foot out of the system. Uh, I'm trying to move that second foot totally out of that system. It's hard. I get it. But we need to have that conversation. Because if we continue down the road... If you read The Great Reset, COVID-19, The Great Reset, I'll post a link to that book. COVID-19, The the Great Reset. Klaus, Santa Claus Schwab, he doesn't hold back. He tells you exactly how your life is going to be, and I take it serious because he predict, somehow predicted what was going to happen with COVID, and it all came true. I, let me take that back. 99% of it came true. We still don't have contact tracing. We still don't have real ID in Pennsylvania, but apparently that's coming next year. It was supposed to come this year. But besides that, he's been right about everything. So I take his threats as real. I look at him as the person who is trying to control my life. No one controls my life except my wife. <laughs> and again, two feet out of their system. One foot in right now, one foot out, but I need to go to two. Okay. I am dry mouthed. I am thrilled that I got through this podcast after being sick in good shape. And I wish you a good night. Have a great night, actually. Enjoy life. And I'll talk to you next week. Take care.